Hello and welcome back to the Ponies Help Children podcast. Today I'm joined with Heather Stevens, CEO and co-founder of the charity. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the summer and what our summers looked like here at Ponies Help Children. Chatting about the summer sessions, which are slightly different to our regular blogs and just a bit of a catch up about what we've been up to recently. As always, a massive thank you to Derek Gray for the editing of our podcast, getting great feedback and long may it continue. So this is the first podcast we've done in a little while. We had a little bit of a break just because of summer holidays and other things getting and yeah, just other bits and pieces. So it's quite nice to be back. Yes. It doesn't seem like ages since we've done it. It just seems quite natural to be sitting here and having a chin with. Yeah, definitely. So this is we missed last week's podcast because we didn't have any ready but hopefully that'll be us back in the swing of things as schools start to go back and hopefully you'll get your fortnightly podcast so this is one of the first ones that we're doing in a slightly different format with we're aiming to have catch-up podcasts every two episodes on what we've done any updates on charity because the first 10 episodes were all about the formation of the charity and bringing us up to date whereas now it's a bit more about what is happening in the present so hopefully you enjoy it so to start off with we've just completed our summer sessions which are a collection of sessions across the summer which are run slightly differently to our regular blog if you'd like to describe them a little bit more in detail so over the summer holidays, the six weeks of the actual school holidays, we run sessions morning and evening where the young person could come perhaps Tuesday morning of that week and then while he's away on holiday, he's not back until late Wednesday so he can come Thursday of the following week. So it's a lot more flexible for our young people, whereas with the normal block, you come at 10 o'clock every Tuesday for the next seven weeks. Because of the demand on the services, we were offering about four sessions throughout summer holidays, thinking that that would be quite good to allow a wee bit of flexibility. Some people did get six. They they were probably more higher tariff, if you like, people that really struggled. Some people absolutely relish being out of school and they thrive. And you can see the the decline as August comes. As soon as August comes, it's a sort of, oh, we're going back to school. And you can see the decline in them as we prepare to get back to school. But other people really love being off school. So if you were one of the pupils that struggle with not having the routine of school, you would tend to get six weeks of a block here. This summer, we have been really busy. In the past, it would be that little Amy would come, but her big brother would like a shot as well. So if Amy comes to her sessions on a Tuesday, can Adam come? And that would be sort of how our summers would be, and it would be more family-led, and it would be very relaxed affair. But this year, we have had real referrals in, referrals from social work, referrals from CAMS, people that couldn't wait until our normal block of session starts. So we were having a lot of teenage children in for the six weeks and to see them flourish over the six weeks has been amazing because 
Although we have been very busy, we've kept the groups a little bit smaller. Again, our volunteers are on holiday as well, just the same as everybody else. So we couldn't do six or eight clients every session because we didn't have the volunteers for that. Um, so the, the smaller groups were possibly quite useful in many ways for the people that were coming in. It obviously wasn't us, one school that was sending in lots of pupils. It was four or five individual families coming. So it's been it's been good fun, but it's also been a lot more a lot more of what we do rather than it just being a nice summer holidays. I was just saying to Derek there a minute ago. We, obviously, we haven't had the weather to be able to paint the fences, but we haven't had the time to be able to paint, paint, paint the fences, which would be something that we would do with our volunteers because we weren't doing as many sessions. That's excellent to hear of the dynamicness of the summer sessions and how they do differ uh, from our regular block. Are we expecting to see a few of them coming back into our next block or are quite a lot of... What's the kind of feel? So both Uddingston and ourselves are our evening... Well, Uddingston do do sessions out with school. They are full for block three and that is mostly because of the common seas that they've done as well as they've got some repeat people coming in. For us here at Blair Mains, all our evening sessions are full and the majority of them are because of the come and sees. Some of the come and sees over the summer who haven't been able to get into our next block are now booked into our fourth block of the year, which is from the end of October to nearly Christmas. So the the next block, which starts on Monday the 28th, the, the evening sessions, the private sessions, they are full. Having said that, there's a few return clients coming in because they they would have been in the last block, which would have been up to summer. And then I've said, no, take a break. So they've effectively had a block off over the summertime to allow us to get new people in. And then they're needing this session at the moment. So there's a lot of sort of thought process goes into why do you get a break and why don't you get a break? Why are you on continuous and you aren't? It's definitely not favouritism. It's about what that person needs at that time. So there's um, Thursday night into our next block. I think most of them are repeat people and that's a really nice block, a really nice night. The parents have gelled they, I think maybe I've said this in the past, there was there was one occasion in, in the previous block where we were working with the children, we were trying to sort of work through something with the ponies. I couldn't be heard because the parents were too busy yakking. So we had to suggest to the parents that they were a little bit quieter and that they had to regulate their energy a little bit. And we had such a laugh about that and the children really were giggling that Mums were getting told off, and it was a real, it's a really good crack on a Thursday night. So these these people have had a break over the summertime, and they are back. But majority of the sessions are because of the coming seas. There's because the evenings are full. There's actually some of the pupils, some of the children, are being referred during the day, which are the the school sessions because the difference that has been achieved over. The summertime. 
No, that's fantastic. And I understand that the the routine is different specific to each child of that some need the continuous routine and that works really well for them, but also some need a bit of a break so it's not repetitive and um, gets boring. So I'm sure, so how many clients have we had over the summer, sorry? Approximately, because I haven't got up-to-date figures. We did around about 120 sessions. We, we did them Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Mondays was a day that we were out with ponies, doing care homes, doing visits. And Fridays was very much a training day, which we can touch on later about the training that we've achieved. So we had 120 sessions, 42 different clients, and 15 of them were returners. Some of them are on continuous blocks, or you might have found, if I can, I, I think about this young girl who wasn't in the last block, but she's starting high school, or she's now started high school. So she came in for a couple of weeks at the once August started, just so we could help regulate her, ready for making that step into high school. So quite different, different needs over the summer. So over those quite numerous sessions with your 40 children, is there any stories that stand out specifically of any developments that you've seen? Because some may have had a bit of a break and came back or a continual transition that you've noticed or seen that well there's there's two stories that stand out very well we've got this young man who has been with us for for a long time he has got autism and he he struggles with with anything out with his his room his behavior has declined quite rapidly in the last six months shall we say so he was offered throughout the summer and he got a change of handler. He had worked with the same person for a long time. And we thought, no, we need to change things up here. Still the same horse, but he got a change of handler. And because of that change, he has really developed. He talks. He talks about other things. He'll bring conversation up. He will look at his handler and he'll sort of stare at her a little bit and she'll say, what is it? No, I don't like your hair or you're wearing glasses tonight. So he is bringing forward new conversation to the table, to to the horse's back, if you like, um, which is absolutely amazing. He walks with his head down because he doesn't want any eye contact with anyone. And all we need to say is lift your head. And he walks around that shed with his horse bravely. And we have seen a huge difference in him with a change of handler. That doesn't always work. He's He just got too used to his handler. He had sort of plateaued with, with, that, with the previous one. And it is time to change things about. So he has been, it's been lovely to see him flourish. A new person that we got was working with Basil. Now, as we know, Basil's quite new to the, to the charity. I'm not sure. We haven't really spoken about him in our podcast as yet. But anyone that has seen Basil will have heard the story that Basil thinks he is an 18-year-old, God's gift to society, and look at me, I am handsome. And if you don't look at him, he prances and he says, look at me, I am handsome. And he is really funny with it. He just he just wants everyone to stand and stare. And he, he's, he's not got a bad bone in his body. He just wants people to appreciate his beauty. 
in in his uh, story on the website, he loves to get a picture taken, but you've got to show him it. So you take a picture and then he looks at it. It's just like a wee kid that wants to see what the picture looks like. If there was a if we had mirrors in our shed, like what riding schools have, you wouldn't get him past them. He would just stand there and stare at himself because he just thinks he's God's gift. So anyway, back to our, our sessions. He was a bit prancy on this occasion. And when the horses are a bit prancy and just not doing what I would like them to do, I do feel a little bit frustrated um, standing back watching Basil effectively misbehave. And the, the young girl that was working with him was coping brilliantly. The... She didn't get phased by him, I think probably because she didn't didn't know that he should have been standing still and been behaving himself in, in my world. So she didn't realise that this was different. But I went over to support the helper that was with Basil, just to sort of calm Basil down a bit. And I started telling both the helper and the, the client about Basil and about his past, because the lady who was working with Basil, this was new to her as well, or Basil was new to her. So Basil's sort of past is that he was one of four in a field, quite a big field. He, I think the other, one of the other horses was a bit older than him and the other two were small little ponies. And Basil was always first at the gate. He was always first to get the cuddle, first to get the, the, the name called when they were, if he wasn't at the gate, first to be fed. He was number one. And when he came to us, he became one of nine and he didn't like that. And he couldn't understand why there was other horses being brought out the field and he wasn't being brought out. And this was his learning curve when he came to us, that he is one of a team. He is not number one. And he, he struggled. And when he came into the shed to do his work, he would be like, Hi, I've arrived. And he would want everyone to stop and stare. And then when you dared to bring in the big horses into the shed, he was like, whoa, magic, have you seen me? I'm gorgeous. Magic, are you looking? And we used to just, we used to do a running commentary of him because he was, he's so funny. But he, he, he can get a little bit pants on fire. So I was explaining this to the young lady that he had been one of, one of four, now one of nine. He, he didn't understand that there was other people that needed things he had to share and all these things. And she was listening very intently. And I was also showing her that when you brush him, he needs a bit more pressure on him. You can't tickle him. He needs to know that you're there and that you're not scared of him. You need to put that little bit of pressure into him. And it's the same as some children. They need that little bit more pressure when you, when you have them. So I, I was just chatting away about Basil and about why he wants to look a bit different and we've decided that he is now getting his tummy in a little bit of a, a a knot because of his sort of danciness and he he now quite a lot anyone that's been at a session will know that the horses tend to pass wind when they're relaxed and we make a big joke about that because when you're brushing the tail the horses will pass wind in your face and the children don't particularly like it funnily enough and we'll say they only do that because they like you and we make it into a joke. But Basil seems to think he's too posh to pump. And we made this a wee joke as well because he gets he gets in a wee pickle when his tummy's sore 
and we need to take him for a walk and he, and you can see him just relaxing a little bit. So it was quite interesting working with this new lady that was working with Basil and the client and we got everything settled down. Client went home next week. The lady who brings a client says to me, that was breakthrough week. And I went, why? All I can think of is Basil dances. Basil shows up, shows me up. Basil this, Basil that. She went, yeah, the client was, was telling me on the way home that uh, Basil's a bit like me because it used to just be me and mum. And then along came my siblings. And now I've got to share my mum with my siblings. And I play up. I play up to get attention because the siblings take my attention from me. In fact, I was actually quite spoiled when it was just me and mum because it was just me and mum. And the, the lady who was with this young girl, who isn't her mum, it's her worker, was like, wow. And then I think either the worker or, or the, the client went and spoke to mum. And there was just such a breakthrough that the young girl knew why she behaved in that way. She could also see how frustrating it was for everybody else to see that behaviour. It still didn't change the fact that she felt that she she had been rejected or whatever she felt, but she can now understand how she feels and now her mum can understand of why the change in the behaviours. So through Basil and his amazing personality of look at me has really helped this family be able to reset and sort of regroup and move on. We girl is back in school because there was family breakdowns, there's breakdowns in school etc etc but obviously we're just finished week one as we record this podcast so you know early days of school but the family dynamics has absolutely improved uh, because of the sessions here at PHC. And self-awareness of that child is fantastic to hear of that at such a young age to be able to understand their own behaviours and why they behave in such a way is something that many adults struggle with on understanding why they may be stressed and stuff like that and being able to really analyse that for a child to be able to understand that through the workings of, with Basil. That's fantastic. I think it really is and we talk about ponies being a mirror and Basil was so much a mirror but he wasn't doing it to show the child. It was actually through conversation that we were able to help sort of just talk about the story. And we talk about that we take the, the attention away from the, the client, put it on the pony, and that's exactly what happened there. That's excellent. So we touched on it a second ago, or a little bit ago, about the training that we've been delivering on a Friday. Do you want to go into a little bit more detail about what training we're doing, who it's benefiting and how that can benefit the wider PHC community? Well, when we were planning this podcast, I hadn't put down the training because I'd forgotten about it. So I might forget some of the courses that we have done because this summer has been about courses. And the reason for that is because of the recruitment of our volunteer development officer whose job was to develop our volunteers. So we've done some in-house training 
where we've helped our volunteers understand some stable management about what to look for when you look across a field. Kirsty and I look across a field and know that that horse isn't quite right. That's a an experienced and trained thing that we can do. Whereas, so we're wanting to help our volunteers be able to learn from that experience. Um, so it's been in-house training. We have done speech and language, basic speech and language training, where we have learned how to get most out of someone who doesn't want to talk. And it's not just about talk. Language is not just about communication is not just about speech and how you can help these people get the most out of their session, get the most out of you and you get the most out of them. We've had autism training where we had a lady come in who has autism and she was able to talk to us about what she feels and it was it was fascinating. I'll tell you one of the things that I, I took home from that was if I was to say to you, go and pick up the, go and pick up a brush, right? But you had a processing delay, okay? I would want to change my words to be able to help you, right? Because I thought you hadn't understood me. But me giving you another instruction of, I maybe want to make it more specific for you to pick up the red brush. So I'm now saying, and pick up the red brush, you're still trying to process the first thing that I said to you, and now I've flung in another thing, and now your head is like spinning. But I thought I was trying I was helping by trying to say it in a way that you could understand. But if you've got a processing delay, you are just you're you're overloaded. So something I've got we've all got to learn is pause. Allow that person to understand what you've said, to process it, and then take action. And that, that will build such a better trust and moving forward. That was one of the things that came um, hugely, something I really need to work on. Tanya was hilarious because she would say, you people, you people are just a nightmare. And she was meaning neuro neurotypical people are just a nightmare whereas she's obviously neurodiverse and she was just you people and I'm like who's she talking about is she talking about PhC people or and then I clicked it was neurotypical people and it was just so funny listening to her take of us uh, because obviously Tanya she was perfectly normal in her in, in world in her world it was us that was in the wrong and it was a great training session. We've also had our very own uh, Sinclair, who is very experienced in safeguarding through his professional career. And he's been able to help. He's, he's helped us with our, our safeguarding policy, given it a few wee tweaks. And he's been able to deliver safeguarding to our volunteers, staff and volunteers. Again, benefiting Ponies Help Children, but benefiting the volunteers in a life skills way as well, just to make them aware of what you can and what you can't do in this world. That's brilliant to hear of the benefits we're able to give our volunteers because these are, as you said, life skills that they can take from here and use them in all walks of life, an understanding on how to interact with people better. 
understanding of safeguarding is is critical in so many different walks of life. So that's really beneficial to hear of. Talking about our amazing volunteers that we have here at Ponies Help Children, I hear some of them are looking to do the kilt walk and have been doing a lot of training. And if you would like to elaborate on those. Absolutely. We've got Gillian and Marie who are doing the Mighty Stride for the Edinburgh Kilt Walk, which is the 17th of September. This one's a 21-mile walk and they, they've been putting up posts about it, obviously, to, to raise awareness. You should have seen some of our posts supporting them, but the, they had a very successful walk just the other day there. I think they did 12 or 14 miles and it stayed dry. But the week before, when they went out, it bucketed. They, they left in beautiful sunshine. They were really proud of themselves. And then they had to hide under a bridge as the heavens opened. And it bounced. And it bounced. And then they found a little frog in the puddle. That's how wet it was. The dog, who is Max, a black Labrador, he wasn't happy either. And for a black lab not to like playing in the water in the puddles, he was fed up. So the poor ladies have continued to walk. I think they had to probably get home from wherever they were. Their feet were soaked, the blisters were coming, and they were they struggled. But put up a post on Facebook. We try to, you know, this this is hard, and, and they're taking time out of their, their days to to train for this. This isn't just your little five k that you can do, you know, in an afternoon. This is proper training for the twenty one miles. So they've, they're training hard, obviously a lot easier when the sun shines, but they're, uh, so 17th of September, so please do follow the links on Facebook. If you can, you can show some support with a donation, or if you fancy, there's plenty of opportunities to join the Kilt Walk, because there's a, a 21 mile, which if you haven't started training now, oh dear, um, and then the 15 mile, which is also, you know, not just a wee walk in the park. And then there's a five mile, which we did last year for younger clients, um, which was a great laugh. Um, and we had the, the blow-up ponies that we, we Christy and I, took round. So like the, the five mile one is a fun walk. So if you feel that you're free on the 17th of September, please do follow the links for the Kilt Walk. But if you don't want to donate with your feet, maybe you could support our young um Oh, young volunteers. Our volunteers who are, who are taking time out of their life to support us. We'll add the fundraising link to the caption of the podcast. We've also got another fundraising opportunity, which is getting run by the board. So could you tell us a little bit more about our little night? Yes, this is the first fundraising evening that we've ran for many years. Obviously, COVID stopped doing any but we, we, we struggled before COVID happened. But this year, on the 9th of September, when in Bathgate Legion, we are running a family quiz night. And this is an opportunity for families to come together or just supporters of PHC. It's teams of four. So if you're just an individual, you can come and you can join, join other individuals to make a team or you can put in your own team as well. It's going to be a great family, fun evening. There'll be other entertainment in between some of the quizzes or some of the rounds just to keep the children focused or keep the children happy. 
because of happy children, happy families. Uh, so it is all about uh, having a great night and raising money for Pony Silk Children. So again, there'll be posts up on Facebook about it. There's a fundraising event page which you can go on and say you're going. Tickets are available here at Blair Mains and also with Anne at Uddingston. So yeah, please do get in touch to get your tickets. And yeah, if you're on your own, please come because there'll be other people on their own you're going to make up a team of four. That's excellent. I think that was a really good catch-up of our summer and what it looked like. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be back a fortnight's time with another guest episode. They will be getting interspersed between these catch-up podcasts. But I hope you enjoyed it. Moving forward, we'll hope to get some questions from our listeners, which we can slot into the podcast and see how that goes. And thanks for listening. Please do remember to like, subscribe and share the podcast far and wide. Thanks everyone.